Hello and welcome into the Sora Data Show. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on Sora. Joined today by Keith Jamison, Gator Guy 231, and a special guest today, Mike, also known as MPen, also known as MPen 10, to talk about uh, basically whether Sora as a platform is ready to thrive. Mike, thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here. I've been listening to your dulcet tones for the last couple of years now, so it's nice to finally. Uh, yeah, get involved and, and join in one for once. So thanks for having me on. I appreciate that. Um, before we get into anything, uh, Keith and I discussed this previously about when we were going to have you on the show. And Keith, I'm going to I'm going to start at least. Uh, okay. Keith and I owe you an apology. Behind your back, apology. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. We're apologizing <laughs> well, to, your to your face for what we said to each other behind your back. And the reason that we that we need to apologize to you is because your writing over the last year, really, maybe it's even two years, uh, was such a important part of this community that Keith and I read and were like offended by because it was so amazingly accurate and helpful and Keith and I ignored, not even ignored it, but we kind of like pushed it to the side. And for anyone who doesn't like follow Mike on Twitter, it's mpen underscore 10 and his, uh, all of his medium posts are linked in there. But basically over the last year or two, Mike has been talking about the sustainability of SoRare and the game and like how sometimes the numbers don't really add up and then why prices were falling and all of this stuff that we read. And Keith and I had this sort of similar response of, come on, man, like, we're just trying to have fun. Why do you have to be such a downer? And looking back, honestly, none of it was downer stuff. It was like factual information that that you presented as, hey, maybe you guys should think about this stuff. Like, it wasn't a so rare is going to zero. This platform's terrible. Like, it was none of that. It was all really, really good. And Keith and I have to apologize for being such assholes for reading this stuff and thinking that you were attacking us because it clearly was not. And even I read back some of it yesterday and I was like, we are morons for thinking that this is how uh, Mike was presenting it. So my apologies. And I'm glad that I got you on before I apologize, because now if you just want to leave, I get it. <laughs> yeah. But no, honestly, like, thank you for all that work you did. And also as somebody who used to write a ton, I actually really love your writing style as well. But you were the guy that we wanted to, to get when we were like, with all of these changes that are happening, and everybody talks about, yeah, look, it seems more sustainable for so rare. And Keith and I were like, we just need to talk to MPEN. Like he's the one who's been talking about this for two years. So let's just chat with him. So thank you for coming on. Sorry for us being such dickheads, even though you didn't even know. And um, hopefully you can set us straight now. And I want to say a second part on that, on the continuation. So Laird, what was it probably like halfway through? I think it was maybe it was like halfway. At one point, I think we softened from like, who is this guy? Because this is the thing that, that you get a ton of credit for. You started writing when we were at the freaking top. And you were like, hey, congrats, everybody, for your $20,000 rare JPEG. 
But, you know, there's a chance it might not be worth that in a little bit. And here's the reason why. And later today, like, who is this guy? Stop it. Stop it. We're having fun. We're going to buy a boat here soon. All this good stuff. <laughs> but, um, but then I think like halfway as like, things started to eat correct, even though it was still really good, I remember later on going, you know who might be really right? <laughs> <laughs> and then it literally became, though, we would like be messing, like, hey, have you read his article yet? Like, it's really good this week. Like, all these different things. And we would kind of comment, and you would even like help form some of the stuff we talked about. So, like Laird said, first off, apologies for saying, who the hell does this guy I think he is? And then I have a fun question, though, to open up for you. So, mm-hmm. You are this incredibly smart guy that predicted everything. Yet here you are. You sold out at the top, and then you're back. I'm an addict. I'm hooked. One of us. One of us. I was. I was just hanging around for your guys' apology. So that's it. Now my gallery's going to the problem, <laughs> and that's me. <laughs> so no, no, to make it even no. worse, to make Keith and I look even dumber. Because we're just key. This whole show is just gonna be us digging deeper. That's good. So there was. I remember there was one time where you did like you sold your whole gallery, and then you came back, and Keith and I were like, "Ha, we <laughs> here you go. We knew it." And you were like, "I think I'm actually gonna lose like value on this, but I really like the game, and so I'm gonna play." And we were like, "Boy, that's so stupid." And then it was like, "That's not stupid at all. Oh, like this no, is obviously no. how most people should be playing this game of like." This is fun. I'm going to put money in. It could go to zero. I could win a lot. Like, who knows? And wasn't so I, I like... joked with Keith, sorry, that the, the title of the show was going to be right all along. And it had nothing yes. to do with Keith and I. <laughs> it would have been funny. No, to I, I, like I, I wouldn't say all along. I've, I've, I've made a few, a few, uh, yeah. Incorrect predictions. Definitely. And uh, yeah, it, I think it's more so it's, I think where it started from, honestly speaking was a sense of uh, you know it, it felt like there was that element of sort of blind naivety and I just wanted to uh, share a, a slightly different point of view and not, not to the extent of some people when they sell up and all they do is bash the platform right but t- take a take a bit of a helicopter view on things in a different lens and yeah I didn't expect to sort of continuously be still sort of writing and digging into stuff but over the last 18 months or whatever i've probably spent far more time analyzing numbers and looking at you know potential scenarios rather than actually focusing on my so5 gallery so i I could i you know yeah i i I could have been doing a lot better in the game potentially but uh yeah no i I enjoy it you know it's 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 a nice little hobby pastime my wife wouldn't agree thinks i spent far too much time on it but uh yeah that's another that's another topic uh, before we get any further, thank you to everybody for uh, who has joined us live. I had a number of people uh, message me talking about how excited they were that uh, Mike was coming on. And a bunch of those were also from Keith because he was like really fired up for this show. So thank you, everybody, for joining. Daniel Cooper was so excited, came in 106 minutes early uh, to be the first one in chat. So thank you for that. Toby said, just uh, shows you're ready to thrive. So I, I appreciate that. Um, Daniel said he was born to thrive. Sora Deek, I believe, is the uh, also on the podium. Matty Sorer, uh, Pete Stoyanovich, Peter, excuse me, Stoyanovich, Stoy, Stoyanov. Sorry, I don't know why I just kept going with that. Um, wrote another uh, very interesting article today. I think it was today yeah. about yeah. how um, we might be able to figure out how to value Sorer cards, which is very interesting. Um, looking for food. Scosmo, what's up? I'm just going to go through everyone here. Nils, 
So we're a Viking. It's Wilson. Ah, Surfula, low, low. Um, I think I got Scosmo already. Hold on. Um, sorry. Oh my goodness! Look at this. I was gonna say the John Mellis in the house. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Victor Sober Turkey, uh, Vita, the handsome dude on the top. That's me. I work with you. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, here you go, Mike. Most handsome man in Sober community, right there. I mean, there's a walk off. Right. I should have held that for later. You're right. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, Tuggy Quinny, what's up? Um, Mike, when did you start thinking about writing? <laughs> I was just literally going to say, how did you start? When did you consider, like, I'm going to start writing negatively about So Rare? But it, like, that's how I still feel. <laughs> like, it's not, it was not. <laughs> Like, what did you decide to be our buzzkill, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> That's not the question, but it is the question. So I got nothing better. Yeah. I, well, yeah, kind of touched on I think in a way there was, and this is not directed in, in your way or, you know, but generally across the community, there was, it just felt like there was a bit of that sort of blind naivety. And, you know, I, I think so, so rare had it pretty damn good you know everyone was just shouting from the rooftops about how incredible it was and and what how much money you could make and and keith was lining up buying his boat and you know it, it, it i just wanted to bring a little bit of reality to it so that was what yeah the, the first time i sold up my gallery that was sort of summer august 2022 so like what 18 months ago or so um I should have done it six weeks earlier as always you know one of those things but then I, I, I'm still hooked on the game. You know, I, I, I loved it and, and started off, you know, I said, oh, I'm only going to play the, the sort of, at, at that time it was still in gas, right? Sort of yeah. hitting your 205 and 250 thresholds. And I was like, I'm just going to grind those thresholds out and get involved. And I think that lasted about two weeks before I bought some limited cards and then I bought some more rares and then I bought some super rares and then I sold up again and then I bought more rares. And just this sort of, uh, yeah, keep keep getting sucked in, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, 18 months ago. And I think my relationship with so rare as a, as a product, as a platform, as something I spend a lot of time with has, has evolved. And I think, I think it's changed for the positive definitely. And, and, you know, you're, you're, you're not completely wrong. When I started, there was definitely some negative connotations or some, uh, yeah, not negative, but, you know, sort of skeptical connotations i think i sort of i'm always quite skeptical of things no matter what the update comes or, or what people say or whatever um but yeah as as time has gone on i've despite what's happened over these last 18 months if we think about price levels or we think about you know user growth not being where we want it to be actually my confidence and trust in the platform has probably grown over that time um, you know, they've, they've weathered a few storms and, and, you know, I think to this point now where we're at, it, it's in the best place it's been for a long time, in my humble opinion. Does that include kind of the recent changes or would you have said this two weeks ago? No, this is recent changes. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Everything with this update coming. So what was the, what was the biggest negative that you saw for, for so rare as a platform before the the gameplay changes, the biggest, uh, well, 
I, I actually hate how much we in the solar community use the word sustainable. So I'm going to try and get away with not saying the S word all night. Right. Okay. But okay. Yeah. Let's see if we can do that. But um, no, just, I mean, I mean, generally the business model felt a little flawed. Um, and I, I think, you know, it, it, yeah, business model felt flawed and it didn't see, it, I, I couldn't see a way a way for so rare to continue to be successful with the user growth and and i think and, and still you know still to this day we can still boil it down to a very simple demand and supply trend line right and and balancing those two against each other and you know we've all said for years oh yeah we just need more users we just need more users so i would agree with you but now we're in a better position where one it's a more attractive proposition for new users to come in. Um, and two, it's not solely reliant upon a new user base every week, you know, buying up the new cards at auction and, and you know, filling SoRare's wallet for the next month. I mean, you said it, I think it was in your last, your last um, post was just, you, you really can't build a business that's, whose business model is, we'll get more users. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it just doesn't work. And so you need to find other ways. What is it about the new gameplay that you think makes it a more viable business? Oh, where do we start? Um, first of all, like the, the, I mean, we can start on the whole thresholds, right? And I think I can see there in the chat. So removing 240 has scared away the threshold grinders. In, in reality, yes. You know, like, the way the product was set up, it was just seeping money left, right, and center. You know, I've been sort of tracking SoRare's income and SoRare's outgoings over the last year. And even the way people were saying, oh yeah, but we reinvest our thresholds, we reinvest our thresholds. That's still recirculated money. That's not new right. money coming into SoRare's pockets, right? They've still got to pay the bills, keep the lights on and pay the licenses. Um, so, so, you know, SoRare need to continue generating and I don't know what that number is. You know, we've we've heard rumors of what licenses are, and then Nico came out and said it was all renegotiated. And you know, we, we have no idea what their break-even point is, but the cost of sale is significant, you know, with with the licenses and the clubs that they have. And then there's all the other running the business costs. And and quite frankly, the threshold payouts were 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 eating into way too much of that, I felt, and especially the fact that they were an uncontrollable. So as the user base grew, that threshold is, is essentially a variable cost. So that will just continue to grow exponentially with the user base. And as a result, you know, it's they're in a lose-lose situation, really. You know, something on like what Mike was just saying there that I was kind of thinking with the whole transition or like with all the changes, it took it took some big balls for so rare to do what they did all at once. Yeah. Like I like I think a lot of us sensed, you know, between Mike's writings, just a lot of people talking about with the thresholds and us all all kind of like looking and realizing like there's a lot of money going out every single week that one server can't figure out like exactly how much because there's no they can have their percentages of what's most likely going to happen in a given week of like how many people historically have have done it. But as people get better and like, you know, cards get cheaper and you can get better players and you can find more tools and server data to get your cheat codes in there. More and more people are going to keep hitting these, 
these thresholds. Like think about like when we first started out, people were like the 250 on 240 cap was impossible. And then we got to the point where we're like, actually, this is just like so easy. Let me milk it. Let me ask my buddies over here to come over here and, you know, take money out of the platform. So not only for them to get rid of that, but then also just to do all these sweeping changes and going, look, we're going to piss off whales. We're going to piss off, piss off threshold farmers. We're going to piss off people that have been here since day one that have been, you know, have been, you know, challenger stands or U23 stands. They're like, look, we're, we might just piss everybody off right now. And we, we know we trust what we're looking at and we're going to do it. Like I, my respect and my, like, I think what the right word would be like my faith and so are actually gone up because to make such a bold business decision and to do it all at once, I think yeah. took, took a lot of stems. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I mean, as I referenced last week as well, they maybe could have done it sooner. <laughs> um, but one but, year, one year would have been really slick when, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you, you you referenced there, you know, like pissing off every cohort of user, and and everyone has a has a right to feel like, oh damn, my strategy's changed, or oh that doesn't benefit me, or oh shit, I'm gonna have to spend more, whatever. But you know, the 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 fact that everyone's in that boat, first of all, is is one thing, right? Um, but that just kind of goes to show that so rare needed to do something, and and the fact that all these changes come. In, in a significant point in time is if you look back now, right, the, the announcement was what, last Wednesday? It's not even been a week. Like there was a lot of toys out the pram the first couple of days. It sort of feels like things have settled down. I've, I've seen a lot more sort of positive, oh, hey, I can adjust to this. And people talking about strategies now already within sort of six, seven days. So, you know, maybe they've weeded out those who, you know, weren't going to hang around long term and were just there to, to eat their eat their ROIs out that, you know, they're not the customer necessarily, so where I might be after. So, you know, I, I think now if that is a case of, okay, we lose 5% of our user base, then we can restart and, and really build on the existing user base that are there. You know, us three mugs that are just loyal to it and are going to continue pouring money into it. Has your own kind of card accumulation strategy. I don't even want to talk about like SO5, even though that kind of falls into it, but did you kind of target certain players, clubs, leagues, regions based on your economic opinion of SoRare, if that makes sense? Like, did you look at like what you thought would be the cards that would be the most valuable on SoRare, which is at the time, you know, it's still kind of, we don't know if the best cards are necessarily the most valuable cards yet. There's we stars will be stars is what everybody says, but yeah. have you previously been like, Oh, I'm, I'm only going to get these cards. Cause in any situation, these are going to be good or does, and has that changed since the announcement? Uh, probably changed since the announcement, I would say yes. Well, in a way, but I, I think, I, I must admit and hold my hands up, never invite me on to a strategy show or talking SO5 because that part I'm pretty terrible at. And you look at my gallery, it's very scattergun. It's sort of all over the place. The, the one thing I can say is over the last year, it actually hasn't lost that much, you know, based on uh, Sora data, data valuations, it actually has lost very little. Now, what that means if I were to try and go and sell it or whatever, fine. But it, the, the odd purchase I make here now, there and everywhere is is filling gaps or, or you know, 
thinking about, okay, maybe go down this strategy of trying to play the Premier League or trying to build a limited collection and get a collection bonus and use that, whatever. But yeah, I, I've been very scattergun in my approach. I think what this change has done is given everyone an opportunity to kind of have a bit of a hard reset um, or, or let's say a soft reset and really, you know, between now and now in August or, or now in March, when we have the sort of trial run coming towards the end of March, people have a significant chunk of time there to really sort of decide what route they want to go. Um, and they might pivot, they might change, but I think that is really, really exciting now. You know, that's really given a bit of, of, of excitement back into the community in the last what week or so in terms of strategies are going to be completely different and people can go a million ways. And, and I think that's actually a massive benefit to this new product update where we've spoken about progression, progression bars, et cetera, et cetera. But there are so many different paths to progression now, I feel, as opposed to beforehand, it was thinking of, of limited to rare, to super rare, to, to unique, or just keep grinding out those rare 240 thresholds and try and make your way to super rare 240. But now, to me, I see like, a lot of different progression paths and how people want to play the game and, and want to sort of take their journey. I'm glad you brought that, brought that side up because I feel like I've actually talked to a lot of people who have said they want to sell their gallery, not to leave, but to just start over. Yeah. And the, it's actually the, the letting go of the cards is the sticking point. It's less that starting over is the overwhelming. It's like, oh, I don't want to have to get rid of all my cards. And then, you know, the consideration, if you go to a trade, yeah. you're going to lose so much value. Yeah. And I just like, I don't want to do it. And this new gameplay change, not only kind of forces us not to start from zero, but to really figure out like, what is the strategy that we want to try to employ? And it, it comes at a time where everyone's doing it. And so now I've talked to a few people about this, that, we hope that there are more like mutual, mutual, mutually, excuse me, beneficial trading going on. Just the hundred percent value on each side or whatever those people think is yeah. equal value. No, you're not trying to just screw somebody else and get your extra 20 to 30% on top. But it is like a really interesting thought that there were so many people who wanted a reset and just like couldn't get themselves to do it. But now we all kind of have to reset except the biggest of galleries who are just always ready for it. And so it comes, it's, it's a, like a very exciting time. I feel like just for that reason. Um, yeah. And I'm not, like you said, like we're a week in and people feel like they already have their strategies. I still have absolutely no idea what I'm going to do. Um, but I, well, as you say, <laughs> me neither, as I'm going to ask, do you find that, and I, this is kind of a question I think everyone, there are only two basic answers, but I think everybody will have different reasons for it. But do the new cash competitions um, make you think that you're going to go after those more than the classics? Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think that's Keith shaking his head there. I, to, to me, I, I feel like that is... It, it might be the more expensive way and lazier way to go to sort of get what you want out of it. 
the the classic card route might be a, a for the more skillful in the game and, and a little bit more of a a, a sort of a longer longer term benefit to it. Um, but just throwing cash at new season cards to win cash seems a slightly lazier way to go. But a lot of people are going to do it, right? But why why do you look at it as lazy? Yeah, I'm I'm curious on that too because that, that that was a surprising word to me. Well, as as in it takes less skill or or you know you're you're throwing more money at it as opposed to being better in the game. I, I think the in season competitions are probably going to have a higher proportion of winners. You know, as in the 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 tail yeah. of percentage of people that are going to get paid out every week versus the classic competition, um, where there's going to be a lot more uh, competition with within the classics. Um, so, you know, it, we, we have no idea what prices are going to do when new season cards come out. I'm guessing MLS, J and K League are going to be the first coming in, in the next month or two, I would imagine. Um, and so that might give us an idea of what happens. But I think also we have no idea what's going to happen to the, the supply, right? I think if SoRare want to have these in-season competitions from the beginning of, of the domestic seasons in, in the respective leagues, they're going to have to churn out a hell of a lot of cards early doors um, to make sure that there's enough supply for people to actually compete. So what does that do to... I, I think SoRare need to be quite open, honest, and upfront about this because there could be some people get really burnt trying to buy the first few cards thinking they're going to get a leg up and then all of a sudden there's 20 other cards of that player launched before the game week opens. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, I think that's what we all need is that clarity because, you know, what, what was the bug of all the Insta buys showing up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they call it bugs. I call it uh, accidentally clicking live too quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that, that seems to be like a model that would make a lot of sense to get yeah. like, you know, 20 cards, 25 cards right away out. You know, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. Laird, you and Sean brought up yesterday. I hadn't thought about it. And I like I stopped as I was cooking dinner. I went, oh shit. Was I, I don't know if he's in chat, but Nanzo just going, you know, F everybody. 25 Carl's Gills, mine. <laughs> like, so you know, it almost seems like maybe there should be a built-in yeah. limit to the buys on that too. But then I kind of go, you know, own your game in a free market economy, so to speak, is like, why would I like who is so rare to go to tell Nanzo? I don't want your money 25 times Nanzo. I want Nanzo's five times. I want Sean's five times. And then I'll let Laird and Gator and Mike to slip in there for one apiece. Like, they don't care. That's wishful thinking that they're going to set a limit. No chance. (laughs) Yeah. And and so, like, I hadn't thought of that until, I don't remember if it was Laird or Sean said it. I went, yeah. (laughs) Like, one of those, like, like, that's definitely going to happen. I think we'll see it more on the super rare level i think I would definitely be rare too there's there's enough cash I, there. yeah yeah but the strategy i feel like the strategy is more powerful at the super rare level that they're like, only going to be able to auction or i i, I got to stop using the word auction too they, they can only sell six of them of right. each player and buying six cards is a lot easier just from a practical standpoint than buying 60 rares um not to say people won't try it but yeah, yeah but I, th- th- I mean, I mean, e- even for those whales, right? Think of that risk reward. You buy six Carlos skills, and he does his ACL week one. Yeah, 
Can you imagine? No, I mean, it's actually that's the thing. You know what else I was just thinking of when we talking about this? And by the way, we should we should caveat this is like even though we don't know this for a fact. It just seems <laughs> like it would make sense. You just know, because Mike has known everything ahead of time before all of us over the last two years doesn't well, mean he knows this part. Just that's because nice. he knows all that, the fact that he's actually agreeing with me is scary because normally <laughs> I'm the guy that's wrong. Um, but, God, can you actually imagine? I'm thinking there's two things, like if they did that instant buy thing. How quickly, like, you know when, like, a, a, a goalkeeper gets injured in real time and everybody's watching the backups, you just start seeing yeah. less than one minute, less than one minute, less than one minute on the player page. So I'm, like, picturing the same thing for insta buy. So, you know, somebody thinks they're slick and goes to number 20 and tries to buy that and it's still taken. And then two, though, like, couldn't if you're so rare – that almost as artificially could like inflate the market because, you know, in an auction setting, you know, it really de determines the person to keep one upping and deciding where their limit is. I almost feel like if they go, all right, Carl's Gill rares are going to be released at 1300 go people. As soon as it gets released, are just kept just clicking. I don't even know if there's a full valuation. If, if you are an account like that, that goes, you know what, I'm going to corner the market. I know this player, is overpowered in this league for this time, whatever. That's that an interesting perspective to me. Because let, let's be like, so I'm going to bring Tuggy as per usual into the conversation here. You know, he's done some like where he saw a backup goalkeeper get injured and he was trying to rush to it for the flip, not even like paying attention. And we've all done it. It's not just Tuggy. Yeah. yeah. yeah I can remember it. I think it was, well, who was it, um, Laird? You you won uh, your Bruno with him. Joe Bendick? Is it Bendick? Yeah. Joe Bendick, and you know, he ended up with two of those, not even paying attention, just trying to like get in one, not realizing he that, he, like, that he top dotted it <laughs> twice, right? But you know, I, I just wonder how much of that happens because we've all been there with So Rare, where we feel like we need this card and it's about to go, so we do something kind of like irrational. I wonder if that type of atmosphere could do that. So, so like, do you remember there was the was it the was it a bottle of a couple of years ago or whatever? Yes. That account just came in and bought up like twenty every of every card, right? Yep. And and yeah. honestly, if you remember, you would like see him start buying your car, buying those cards, and you had one. You're just like, <laughs> all right, when's my red dot coming? When's my uh, notification yeah. coming? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I just, so uh, I guess it's it, it's not impossible to see you know the likes of a bottle of or something coming back. You know what, what what that does in a way, and this the I wrote another little Twitter post the other night in terms of when we get to max supply, right? And this this was around the whole concept of thinking about right for, since Sora has been around, we all talk about utility a hell of a lot, right? And getting the maximum utility out of our cards. Some of those larger accounts, you know, Sean, Nanzo, etc. They don't necessarily care about utility all that much. They're not trying to eke out every, every one of their cards into, into a competition every week. And if everyone started to think like that, we might get to a closer 100, 100 of 100 rares coming out every season. Now, everyone doesn't like the sound of that right away because then we think all oh, prices are going to come down. But we can't get more than 100 rares. And if the user base is going to consistently going to grow, well, then 18 months from now, two years from now, when we are at full minting rate, there's eventually going to be a larger demand than supply. And, and it, it, in actual fact, it could work out very beneficial for those 
who are cornering the market and and you know snapping up and and not too concerned about utility at, at, at every turn. Sorry, uh, we, we both saw that thread. That was like a really and we had like a side kind of going on at one point. And I was like, Larry, <laughs> see him pin thread. He's like, oh. <laughs> so if anybody hasn't, you should see that. No, I thought that was a really interesting thought exercise. Again, that's like back to how so many of your articles have been and you know, come come the full circle of can't stand this guy talking shit about my so rare and going to the moon to respecting like, oh, wait, he's he's taking the end that nobody wants to really take. And then on top of it, it's a player. But like that was another one there. Nobody wants to, we're all, we're all seeing values go down. And that was like, well, what if this value is going down? It's just a natural progression. Yeah. Like I've, I've come to think, I was having conversations with a couple of different people in the last few days, you know, you know, just them talking about how like the different game mechanisms and the timing of stuff hasn't helped values at all. Well, you know, and Laird said this, but what, what, what if just the reality of, you know, Sora coming, becoming a mass adoption platform and doing what Nicholas has said the whole time is that he wants to be the number one, you know, worldwide fantasy thing. What if he's just like, you know, these rare JPEGs shouldn't be $5,000. Like what if for like, we don't know their target, but you know, for part of me still goes and I look at some of my cards and I'm like, that one's still 150 bucks. Like, I don't think he's that good. They don't have any. They don't have any uh, effect on the market, Keith. Remember that. No, no, true. No, they cannot manipulate or affect the market whatsoever with their decisions. Um, just a quick aside: uh, a bottle bore has six Jurian Timber super rares. <laughs> is is he still buying? When's the last transaction he's made? Because I sort of feel like he's gone quiet for forever. I agree with you. Um, oh, but yes, for Carlson oh, rare oh, just oh, yesterday. He's coming back. I, Let's I, go. Looks like a rivals <laughs> rivals guy to me. Two dollars. <laughs> What's with, happening with that, with that three quarters of a million dollar gallery? Yeah, real rivals guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why are we buying two? I can't even see that guy's name. What's going on here? <laughs> Look at that guy. What are you? He he knows something we don't. <laughs> Seriously, I was gonna say maybe he's got the super rares. Maybe he's trying to buy every single card of. Uh, Thymon Blogsilgy. Oh, he has two of the four. See, 50% of the supply. I, I'm pretty sure I remember he snapped up loads of uh, Hawkon Evians, the, the Norwegian. He's just come back to Buddha Glimp now as well. And uh, like that, again, could could prove, you know, long term. I don't know what he was paying for them then, probably through the roof. But uh, yeah, that card now has, uh, has a lot more appeal to it all of a sudden. So, Laird, there, there was something you touched on a little while ago and, uh, around the equal trading thing, and and I think that's another like really interesting topic to kind of talk about. And I think uh, I've seen a couple of Twitter threads on on from some of the French community where they're sort of building these uh, matching something or other. I think I don't know if if Vita and team are also you guys are thinking about doing something similar. Um, you know. There, there could be a movement, not to say that we all don't love Pavel, Basil, and Co., but you know, there could be a movement to say, like, right, screw the traders, we don't need you anymore. Um, of course, they'll still be necessary in many cases, but as you say, you know, how many times do you see a card in Pavel's gallery or whatever and go, oh shit, 
you know, if you'd have told me, I would have bought it for you and we both would have saved cash. And now we've both lost 20% either way or 25% either way. So um, yeah, if if you guys can nail something really nice in that sense on server data, I think it would be amazing. Do you think it's something that continues after August 1st? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. You think people are still going to have that continuing, or you just don't think that people want to sell off at that point? They'd rather just switch between regions. No, it, it's not even that. It's more, I feel like the the trading, I like this from Scosmo, the great reset. Yeah. It feels <laughs> like the trading possibilities now are, are now more focused on you can help me and I can help you get into where we want to go. And by yeah. August, it feels, and not that we, not that anyone is ever where they really want to be on SoRare. Like there's always more, but I do feel like at some point, if you are trying to move from contender to challengers or vice versa, and once you're there, and if those are the competitions you're playing, you actually don't even win cards from the other region. You know, the other. I don't. I still know what we're calling them competitions. Yeah. So if you only play contenders, like you're not going to get a challengers card. Yeah. And so where does that trading opportunity, like it, it just disappears, it feels like. Yeah, no, that, that's a fair point. And, and I think like at the end of the day, everyone values their card a little bit differently. You know, if, if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to trade a card with you, I'm going to say it's more expensive than you're going to sure. think it is and, and vice versa. Right. So, yeah. so, so I think, yeah, na naturally, probably you're right. You know, it, it ends up, you know, the, the, the traders get richer essentially. <laughs> Just with yeah, I think the I think the hardest thing with trading too. We're so impatient in this game, like you know, you guys kept on saying it's been a week since the change. And I was like, God, it's only been a week. It feels like a <laughs> month that my mind has been trying to trying to wrap my head around like where you know, and all of us, we're all where we're at, right? We're all just trying to figure out where we stand. Like, you know, I joke, I have not had one person and my like server ecosystems that has messaged me like, man, this trade, this change was perfect for me. I'm taking off. Like everybody thinks they got screwed in some sort of way. But I think just the matching of trades is just so difficult um, because, you know, like Laird may be nine o'clock one night, decide on something like, got it. I know what I'm going to go do. And he searches for that trade partner. And if I'm not there, like, He's not waiting around 18 hours for a response back. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, you're sending 92 different things. Like, I still remember one of my all-timers on So Rare. Later, you might remember this, but my favorite card in my gallery ever, Teddy Tuma Super Rare. Um, I sent out messages to every single owner of a Teddy Tuma Super Rare saying, would you be willing to deal? Would you be willing to deal? Just find every single one of them and just send them a DM. And then I also realized I did the same for Carl Skill Rare. And like, I've actually like talked to recent people like so rare down under, I found an old DM that I had asked him would he pay, would he sell it to me for 1.6 ETH? And he's like, no way. <laughs> that aged well for him. But like, so I, I make all that is like when you, I don't know if you guys are this way, but when I get something in my head on a silver or a player, like I'm in go time, like I'm in, I'm going mode and you know, for, if somebody's gonna respond to me a day later, it's probably already done or I've already changed my mind and gone somewhere else. So I think that's the hardest part about trade is like not only the willingness to do it, but the willingness to do it at that exact time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Laird, you're the trader guy. What do you think on that? Or, or am I just an incredibly impatient sicko? I think both things can be true. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I, uh, Cosmo said, I've reached out to a few people over the last few days, and there's definitely a much better attitude in general towards this. And it does feel like we have been, we, we've had enough experiences where anytime somebody DMs you and is like, hey, would you be interested in trading? And you're just like, I don't want your trash, having no idea what they're offering. Like, you, you still don't even know. And I have had a few trade offers in on SoRare, like not not even recently, where I got it and I was like, this, this makes sense for me. And it's presented to me. So I actually, at that point, I don't care if it makes sense for them. They came to me. But if it makes sense, like, yeah, let's do it. And I just hope that maybe this great reset just makes that a more viable option for people because it, it just, it takes like five minutes to like, look at somebody's gallery. Like the number of times I have been offered trades for cards that I have, like, I don't need another of this terrible super rare that I'm trying to get rid of. So like, please don't offer another one to me, but it feels like people are willing now to take at least a little bit more time and just be like, what do they need? And if they need something, then I can make that offer. Like my response to every, do you trade, you know, will you take this in a trade is I don't want cards I have to sell. Like I'm not a trader. I don't want to have to figure out what the value is by going to the market. But if it's a card that I can use, like I'm all for it. And yeah, I just hope that this, that it leads to more of it, which you could argue makes valuing cards much harder because we're not seeing like cash values change hands, but I'm right with that. But I, I sort of feel as well, and, and maybe, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm not super active when it comes to trading and buying and selling, but is there also an element of the, the traders that, you know, the, the Pavels and Basils and Sir Hisses of this world have sort of, have sort of set a, a, a standard per se. So even, even those who aren't traders, are expecting that hey you want it you want my card well it's going to cost you 115 120% value and vice versa right um which is maybe a little bit flawed so if if we can try and and yeah move towards a little bit more of that fair value and i think like you say maybe not so greatly named the great reset uh you know aids that process and sort of makes things a little smoother there you know i think that's yeah it's a win win but it, yeah it, it, I think the the standard set by the traders is is different because generally the cards that we are sending them, and I'm saying we because I send plenty of cards their way, are shit. Right? It, they're they're probably not even worth the hundred and twenty, you know, the eighty percent that we're getting, the eighty percent value we're getting, and so it those are probably even more like true value trades as opposed to uh, thinking we're overpaying. But, but yeah, I, there will always be a need for that of, Hey, can you take my 10 terrible cards so I can have your one okay card? But if we, yeah, if we could get more just regular players, so rare managers to, to do a mutually beneficial deal, that's, that's only better for the platform. It's not worse. Like it's a significant benefit. Yeah, I do think it's also like, unfortunately, it's going to be very scarcity based though too, because like 
I don't anticipate a ton of limited to limited type of things happening because A, they're just a lot more liquid and B, there's just so many more users to sift through to find your match versus, you know, like Larry, you did your, uh, what was it? Cole Bassett for random La Liga to Carlos Sanchez. There you go. That's right. I did do that one recently. But, you know, but that one kind of made a lot of sense, right? Because you had, at that point, you had a card that was really, you only designated for cap modes type of thing. Like he was going to be like a 240 guy. You're not playing second division. He's probably not good enough to crack, you know, any sort of rare plus type of lineups. And MLS guy comes calling. Your gallery is much more set towards that time. Like that makes sense. I think that that's like finding those partners in the rare and limited level, like, is almost overwhelming. Like for me, like just conceptualizing it, I go, that's a little overwhelming, but I go super rare. You know, I'm, I'm looking for a, going to give away my hand. Like I got this like random inclination today. I'm like, you know, I might be kind of good this year. Kind of might want a Frankie Amaya. Don't ask, don't ask. It doesn't make any sense, but like you go look and there's only like four guys selling Frankie Amaya super rare. So sifting through those four and seeing if maybe you can find a trade partner between those four, that's a little bit easy. I think there was like 60 something limiteds for sale. Okay, that's a little daunting. So, you know, I think as we go up up the scarcities, we have less cards. So, it's a lot easier to find trade partners. And it's a lot easier to send a DM at that point and go, like, the, hey, the that's funny the other thing. Bassett. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the other thing. I, I really hate like Discord trade DMs because your point, I'm already, I always am just like assuming the worst. I'm like, can you just not tell me? Or I, like my, my, my personal worst is like, what's the lowest you'll go on this card? Like, why don't you offer? <laughs> because I'm not going to tell you my low. Like, this is stupid. Yeah. This is a really yeah. stupid way to start a conversation out. And um, so, like, I, you know, I, I got to, like, open back up to wanting to talk to people. <laughs> like, right now, I'm just like, the, uh... I see the friend notification. I'm like, oh, can't you just do this on Sora and we can just counter offer and take away this actual personal communication aspect? <laughs> The, the funny thing about that Bassett trade is I got a trade offer for the card I was giving up and I got the notification on my phone that like I had gotten an offer, but I didn't look at it. And then a few minutes later, I got a DM that was like, would you be interested in trading your Kuro Sanchez super rare? And I was like, no, like this isn't going to work. And then I went back and saw the offer and I was like, oh, that's actually a pretty good offer. And then realized it was the same person. And I was just like, my bad. Deal. <laughs> there should be like a verified on Discord. Verified, not a spammer. Not going <laughs> to offer you 15 limited cards for your super rare. Got it. <laughs> right. No, it was, yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. I'll say that much. We, we need a, a, a trading course with Keith certification. You know, like you, you need to run that course and then people get a little verified on their Discord. There I don't go. have the patience. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you charge for it, you know, Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, check marks don't come free anymore, Keith. You gotta... <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on. What eight dollars? Eight dollars for check mark? I'm there just gonna go. send them out. But you just send me your info, and I'll just I'll just design the check mark and send it out. Hmm. Um, so what's your favorite thing of the new so rare, Mike? Um, the. The, the multiple paths to progression, I think, again, you know, we, we still don't really have the full picture on how divisions are going to work and, and you know, how that is really going to look like, how that's going to get set up. 
Um, but I, I think I love the the divisional thing. Um, I think I spoke about that a number of months ago, and I know Scosmo also wrote a brilliant piece on it as well. Great suggestions. Um, and you know, I, I, it it just it it gives it gives more users the opportunity to have that winning feeling. Um, you know, and and that is is only a good thing for for the platform. I think. You know what? What one of one of the biggest risks, and you know, I'm not going to be completely positive on everything. One of the biggest risks right now with SoRare is we are us geeks, like we love it. We're 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 fully into it, and we know it. it it's about trying to get those our friends that that would be on the more casual side of things to try and get involved in the game. Now, Rivals is a great entry point, and I think a great don't want to use the term onboarding tool, but but it, it's a great step in the right direction. I think divisions is also a great step in the right direction, um, and my my idea or vision of how it's going to be at least. Now we don't know. So rare could screw this up, and and you know, <laughs> they haven't they haven't uh, they haven't always uh, delivered as we might expect all the time. So, but I think my idea and vision of of how the divisions will work and how it will sort of aid that progression and 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 give people a, a you know. A, those carrots to sort of dangle in front of them and, and, you know, encourage people to, to, to plan, strategize, build, spend a little more, buy that extra card that they might need for the next week's lineup, whatever it might be. Um, the, the divisions, I don't know what you guys feel or think about the fact that it's one week promotion relegation. I think both Scosmo and I have both said, you know, around like a four, six or eight week cycle, to, to then decide on, on promotion and relegation. How do you feel about, hey, you have a bad week, you get you get relegated pretty much? I'm just waiting for the week, yeah. like the time where I see the like my, that my best cards line up with the perfect matchups in two weeks and the week before they're all terrible. And I know they said that if you, if you don't submit a lineup, uh, it doesn't count for like you don't get relegated because of that, but they also said that stops in August. So like in August, if you basically if you miss a week, you're going to get relegated, and so it's it's going to be just like that painful thing where you're like everything lines up and it's like I got relegated the week before. So instead of being in division one or two, now you're in like two or three, and you're just like ah, like my the the first thing I thought of when they introduced the the division thing was it's just going to be really disappointing for someone. And I put myself in there as if this was going to happen. But when you are in division three and outscore everyone else in every division and you win who it, I don't even know if it's like the third best reward because what's to say the fifth best in division one is better than first in the fourth division. You know, we don't know how they're going to break that down. I guess we saw the tier breakdown. So like division three, first place is a star and division one, second place is a tier one. So theoretically it should be better. But that was like my only hesitation with the divisions is there's a decent chance you're not rewarding the highest score with the best prize. The the other thing too, which I don't know if they've addressed. So I completely what you said, Laird. And then the other one I, I was wondering We've all had like some really rough like two weeks, three week stretches where you just like every like top line of that you think you have, you hit a DNP or you hit a rotation or you hit an injury. It's just 
So like, what what is somebody gonna think when they see like Sean in D two one time and he just absolutely kills it? Like, are they gonna be pretty pissed off? They're like, wait, wait, why is why is freaking eight hundred thousand dollar gallery sitting here in D two beating me up, and he happens to have three Carl's gills? Like, <laughs> you know, that's not you know, I, I the fair place right come out type of thing. And you know, so was like, look, here's why because he sucked. He didn't win a war award there. He sucked there, and he sucked there, and he we demoted him. But you know, it almost feels like there should have been like a almost like a soft landing type of thing where like based on a, a value or based on an amount of cards that you can't progress downward past X, you know, maybe something like that gets implemented just because, you know, even where we're at in like our size of galleries, I probably shouldn't be in like D2 or, or I'm sorry, not D2, like D4 or D5 competing with like my gallery depth versus somebody that's just starting out. Like that's not mm-hmm. probably the best user experience if they truly are trying to do that progression type of steps. So, so, so I think, I mean, to, to counter that point, for every Sean that drops to D2, there's someone that took his place in D1 that has a pop at D1 in that week, right? So, so you know, it, I think it checks and balances. And, you know, again, everyone might have up to three lineups. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to project too far into the future, but I think with Classic, we might, you know, I, I can see a world where there's an opportunity to unlock more lineups potentially. Um, but you know, I, th- I think that I really, I'm really intrigued to how they're going to place us in divisions, you know, and is Sean going to have, or, or let's, you know, Nanzo, whoever, are all three of his lineups going to be in division one right away? I highly doubt it. I would imagine maybe one of his lineups get placed in division one and one in D4, one in D5 and, and lineups two and three have got to work their way up and, you know, Okay, someone like Sean Ananzo has the gallery to, you know, put really strong lineups in all three. But for the average user, you know, there's an element of I'm going to prioritize my first lineup, um, and and then the second, and then the third. Um, or you might, in a in a week. Well, no, you probably wouldn't actually. Sort of saying, you know, would you ever prioritize your lineup in a lower division at any time? You know, and put your strongest players in that lineup. So I thought of that because I feel like there were a lot of people talking about that, like tanking yeah. lineups one week to get lower. And I think it was Guy on the Sora Ramble was like, we we are designing this so that you want to be in the highest division you can reasonably yeah. get to. Yeah. And I heard that and I was like, okay, so the best rewards are at division one. Like you're, you're not going to make, yeah. but fundamentally, I think that's what they want to do. They want they want you to build every lineup to be as good as possible so that you can reach the next step next week. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought the progression up because somebody uh, brought it up earlier in the chat that like, how do we progress for, um, through scarcities now? Mm. And it did seem to be like progression is, I, I would argue that the, the term progression is more overused than the S word. <laughs> and because the way that the game has worked that, and I think it's, it's a result of how SoRare built it, that they made it seem like progression was you play limiteds and then you play rares and then you play super rares. And there really wasn't any thought of like you play all-star and then you can play challenger Europe and then you can play champion America and like that progressing I've described to some people progressing out instead of up. And this new, the new division systems 
like it's obvious that you can progress. You're not only progressing out if you wanted to, but you can progress up even yeah. within the scarcity. And I think that's the biggest thing that they were missing in terms of this concept yeah. of progression that we were always like, oh, well, if you play rares, then you know you've progressed when you have some blue cards. And it was never really, it didn't really lead to you having success when you moved up. It was just that you were there. Yeah. And the new division structure feels like progression is a, is like a tangible thing. Now you can see exactly what you have to do to progress. And when you progress, you benefit by having access to better rewards or, or, I mean, that is pretty much all it is, but that's what we play for. And so I, I agree with you that I think this division setup makes it so much, makes the progression path so much clearer for every user on the platform. Well, and then they did a second thing, which I think was super important. We didn't see it in NBA. And, you know, we thought Rare Plus was our way to do it, but I kind of think they did it better. Like the fact that I can take my super, like if I'm starting to try to build a super rare lineup, that I can go ahead and go, I have two super rare pieces that I'm really excited about. I'm not there yet, but I can still play them rare, which like I know nobody wants to do that, but it's actually really good in, in my opinion. I, I don't know if I'm on an island on this, but. Like yeah. think about like how many midweeks we've had, you know, Mike, I was just looking through your gallery. You have a few super rares. Yeah. You probably have plenty of midweeks where one or two of them have a really good matchup and you just don't have enough players to fill it out. And you're like, man, like this sucks. And now you can just go actually that, you know, super rare goalkeeper that I had that I just happened to find the week that I can't use him at all. Actually now he can just become a rare goalkeeper and it's just fine. I don't get the bonus. Yeah. Yes. He's, overpriced for this lineup, but I'm trying to build towards going to play super rare. So me having two to three super rares in my gallery is no longer this hindrance or this waste. It's like, okay, if you like the player, hopefully you're buying the super, not just because he's super cheap because you like the player and you're excited to play him, go ahead and just play him in rare while you keep building that up. Like I thought that was another really big point on the, the P word as well, because if you wanted to go up in scarcities, you now have an element to do that versus like, I think Laird, you, you remember in NBA, I think one of the biggest complaints, I don't know if they fixed it there at all, but was, all right, great. I got like a top five and I want a super rare and I have one and you're telling me I need five. So this guy's just going to sit over here in the corner mm-hmm. until I win four more, unless I'm willing to stuff in some cash. Yeah. So that they, was they did not fix it. There you go. <laughs> Expected. What do you no, think about I, love this question? I love that aspect of it too. I thought that that made so much sense. And I, I haven't heard a lot of people talk too much about it. And I thought that was just like an easy genius stroke. I noticed in Rainmakers for DraftKings that they had it and it always made complete sense to do it. It's like, well, why not? Yeah. Well, right. It's, it's giving, I was going to say like, it's giving your card utility before you're ready to compete at that scarcity mm-hmm. level. I think the counter is that it's rare plus did that. Like it gave you the opportunity to play it. But it didn't, it didn't though. You, we and I both know this, like, cause you would have leftover super rares. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Or, or just, it wouldn't correlate well. Like, you know, you felt like you needed to use two, but then your best player was a rare and like, you couldn't like make it all fit. And now it literally becomes, okay, that's super. Like I've had it where, okay, I had three super rares and I, all three were very, very good. I have my one rare plus to do it. Now I have this leftover super rare and now I'm like in a, Conundrum, like, he's going to definitely be the one going off and he's just helping my training lineup. Great. You know, but like now I go, okay, he's still one of the best ways in my gallery. I just drop him over here. 
Skazmo, I believe this does mean we finally have limited pro. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this question from Johanathan? said, how do you progress from limited to rare? So that's the main problem for me. You need to win a lot of cash. What's actually interesting before I'll let you guys jump in there. You can win rares in limited competitions in the new setup. Like some of the reward boxes have scarcity up rewards. So there's that. But like, Mike, is, is the progression from limited to rare any different in August? or in March, whatever. No, I think as you say, you, you, you can still win rares and yes, it's going to cost money. I think if anything, you will have, you know, okay, you know, people talk about, yeah, earning their $5 every week and then they save up for a, a rare lineup. In, in actual fact, how many people save up X number of limited thresholds to build a rare lineup, to even build a rare goalkeeper or whatever, right? Here, now there's a, a larger jackpot element involved, right, in the mm -hmm. prize pools. So you could smash limited a week and that might get you, you know, three, four really quality rare cards, you know, by winning one week, which previously, you know, you maybe didn't have an opportunity to do that. Um, so so I, I actually think there is a, a larger opportunity for users to, to move up. Um, and as Keith says, I love the idea of, Hey, you know, you want to buy a, you want, you want to think about moving up to super rare, but it's not going to happen overnight, but I can still use these cards up until, up until I have a, a full lineup to, to enter them in. Do you think you're going to multi-enter? As in, yeah. I mean, where, yeah. where I, ha where I have the, where I have the gallery. I mean, I was trying to look, I think you guys have set that up now, haven't you? Where we can sort of see on so rare data what our what our gallery looks like with the new sort of champion challenger contender yeah. um so i sort of i have no idea where i'm gonna go yet um I, I obviously you know like most people i'm like yeah okay i've got some classic entries you know i'll be able to play the classic competition but um yeah i think we'll all throw our hat in the ring with, with within season um and again you asked a few moments ago, what's my favorite thing about the 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 update? The progression from a, a game standpoint, but from a business standpoint, people at every level are going to need to put their hands in their pockets again, um, which I, I just love and I think it's necessary. Um, yeah, I, that I I don't win I don't win too many fans when I say that, but the best in the game will still do very very well, but it encourages people to continue to put their hands in their pockets, um, which, you know, is sort of, you know, vital for, for keeping this game going. Or, or to not move it out. Or to not move it out. Exactly. Because, yes. you know, like, can you do that? You're allowed to do that. I, I've never actually seen the button. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't looked, so I'm just going <laughs> to, I've heard a person or two mention, but no, I, th I think that that's the great, that's a great point. Like you said, so, I know we're getting short on time. I just want to like throw this out there. I'm still coming to grips with halfway through the show. Mike, you mentioned how the new season was the easy route. Mm -hmm. And I had it completely flip-flopped in my mind for some reason. Mm -hmm. And literally the last half an hour, I've just been sitting here thinking about it and realizing like everything I had thought over the last week was incorrect. It's a um, classic response to anything Mike says. I know. Well, you I, hear it I, in your like, oh, shit, shit, I'm totally game. wrong. <laughs> no, because no, in my head. Okay, so I was just thinking this is 
people, you know, we, we've seen even like the prim competition just like r- rush to cash, right? But, you know, the, the rush to cash also has this barrier to entry, which is like, hey, it costs more. And half the people are running back and go, actually, I already have these cards. Let me just stay over here. But I was thinking like, oh, they're just going to get rid of all those cards. But that's not what's going to happen. It literally is going to be more and more people, as they come to grips, are just going to go, okay, I'm just going to win my new cards. They're not going to go reach deeper in their wallet. I don't think a majority. So like you said, like if you do have that ability to spend more, aka hashtag PSU fans spend more money, yeah, like it, it's going to be less people. I'm amazed at the confidence of so many sober managers convinced they will win enough new season cards to make competitive cash winning lines. Yes. Yeah. Well, like I or or hold on, let's be real. Not only <laughs> so like I heard a couple of people saying this. I'm like, okay, so you're gonna win a super rare goalkeeper, then you're gonna happen to run a super rare forward, mid, defender, and a good extra, all of which are all good enough to compete. Like, I don't know if I, I have never won a super goalkeeper good enough to compete on this platform. Not the one he got benched. Huh? I was gonna say, don't worry, he'll get he'll get a job sometime in the next decade. Rims though is the only you know playable. I, I, I to your point, it's it's crazy. They're like, oh okay, I'll just I'll just win. I'll just win it. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. yeah. No problem. yeah. But that, I mean, in a way, so rare have been very clever with that, right? You know, they, yes. they, they're, they're dangling that carrot and maybe making people think they can win. And when people realize maybe it's a little bit more difficult to win, they got to put their hands in their pockets. And that's another route to getting to the end season and, and you know, going that way if they want. As, as Peter says there, there's an overestimation phenomenon in skill-based games, 100%. And I, I, I think you referenced at the start as well, Everyone go read Peter's latest uh, latest uh, uh, post. He's uh, an absolute genius when it comes to to the uh, the numbers side of things. I, I always uh, love reading his stuff, and I, I'm very curious to think what his next theory is or what he's talking about. Hopefully, it's not completely counter. So, so I'm going to give you I'm one gonna... more question, Mike, and you may or may not yeah. have had a chance to think about this, but. <clears throat> Probably unfair to put you on the spot right now with this, but do you think right now? the rush to like the new season. So I, I've been no new season prem cards are definitely back on the rise again. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a little bit short-sighted um, for people to go ahead and just be rushing into these for the last couple of, I guess it's months of utility. What is it? May. Because I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be not useless. They'll just go to the old one, but you know, that premium that you're paying right now is, not not going to be there here in a couple months. But, I mean, yes and no. I mean, Premier League right now is probably the best competition to be in if you want to win cash, if you want to start building a pot for when the new cards come, right? Um, again, we're saying that as if it's very easy to place high and, and, and earn that cash on a weekly basis, right? It's really not. It's really not. But, uh, you know, what Premier League is only at – how many game weeks have they played? 23. So there's still like 15 games to go or something like that. Yeah. Like that's that's a significant chunk and a significant amount of, of time to to try and get your payback. Um, and again, you know, you can use them in Classic next year. You can use at least one of them in in-season, uh, right. depending on scarcity. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't think it's completely flawed. I can see 
how that that gap is widening between the older season and the current season um but uh like i I mean i just bought today i didn't have a forward for this week i had like quite a good selection of goalkeepers defenders and mids and i was just like i just went and needed a forward to fill in a lineup so i went and bought a a new season um man pritz arcaria at at sturm graz because he fits well with my really um who i don't think he scored in about 20 games but uh this is the week they have quite a nice fixture this week. So, um, I mean, that was a completely stupid buy. And that was just because I needed to fill a gap this week. Well, but That's what we do here. That's what right? we do here, yeah. Mike. Welcome to the exactly. family. Yeah. yeah. Also, also so, so so to get us a little bit off the whole seriousness, um, I was looking through your gallery, Orion. You have the oldest 24-year-old, I think, maybe on the platform. Who's um, that? The Lincoln guy. He literally looks like he should be like 38. But he's, he's just got, uh, that, again, that was one of those stupid like snap buys. He's just gone to Brazil, I think. Um, okay. And actually, like, he put some big scores up in Turkey. And, yeah. You know? I know the guy. I just didn't know he was that old. Yeah, like, yeah. He literally, yeah. he literally, had, Turkey has aged him. Yeah. Are you going to get a picture of her so, so people can see her, Laird? <laughs> and I also want to see Laird. I had never seen this card, and I couldn't get over his fit. This guy? I mean, that 35-year-old, 35 to 38-year-old, yes. <laughs> Like, there's no way he's 25. Thank you. I literally like looking and I'm like, oh, I didn't know Lincoln was a 35 year old. And then I looked at his age on, on Mike's car. And I'm like, what? No, he's not 24. I bet he looks 15 if he just shaved the mustache. Or the, uh, <laughs> the goatee, excuse me. I mean, it's a healthy mustache, though, like yeah. fully grown in. That's a strong mustache, dude. <laughs> Pay a little extra for that. Um, we got anything else, Keith? Ah, God, there was one other thought I was having. Oh, yeah. So the only other thing I'll just say, like, while we're, like, talking, like, the new season thing. I was thinking of this on the way home, but how crazy. So, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scale back on one thing with, like, the whole Insta buys. This is to say they don't do that. They do the auctions, like, as, 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 as it stands. How much of a rush do you think at the very beginning? Like, like I was thinking the premium at the very beginning of Prem, Bundesliga and La Liga cards mm. that come out next year, the first like five to 10 mints could be insane in yeah. terms of the premium paid. I, I think they could. Uh, and again, I think that's what we talked about it in an ideal world. We would love so rare to be a little bit open and tell us, right. you know, we are going to mint X number of cards by this date. Um, uh, you know, maybe they're a little bit too clever for that and know that they can earn, you know, above the average on the first few minutes. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, th- there's also a, a a customer trust element there as well. And, and people don't want to get burnt. You know, those, those people who are throwing cash at, uh, you know, number one, number two, number three, you know, they're your, they're your, your, your good customers. So you don't want to hurt them too much. Um, or the, the flip side is, that actually the supply early in the season is actually really, really low. And if you don't have cards, you can't enter in season. And whoever does is just going to make bank with whatever shit cards they have. Right. That, like, that's the blowback. That's, that's the blowback that like, when I was thinking of like coming to grips with that, that I was actually kind of worried about is that like, yeah. you know, just whoever decides to go in, just run amok on the first, hundred auctions of a specific league for the first weekend and go, all right, well, 
nobody else could play, and I'm just going to take take the top spots. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a reasonable analysis that has to happen of how much am I am I willing to overpay? Exactly, knowing I'm going to win something back because there are just not enough people who can participate, and it almost like that whatever that number is, you then have to consider of the if I wait a month. What are prices like in a month? And am I able to win just as much without those early competitions? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's, well, that's the reason that I think Instabuy is like, it seems likely, but it's just it's just a really weird thing to think about. And, and, and to your point, it's like, we don't know about the special weeklies. You know, we haven't really talked about that at all, but we just don't know the supply for all these new season stuff. And it makes it really, really difficult to make decisions right now. Like, what, you know, if you're going to hoard cash. Too. What, what what if what if they came out with like fifty percent of the supply before the season started, I right? Like that. I mean I mean the the nearly you know the whole the whole thing right and just said look here we go and people start thinking you know Nicola always refers to us managing it like a football club and thinking like a club owner etc cetera, etc cetera. and we as so rare users look at it like a transfer window so all of our spending happens in August and happens in January. Right. Instead of thinking of this sort of year long, oh, I need to buy a new player, I need to top up. Of course, you know, that can happen, but actually we shift our mindset to go, okay, no, I'm saving for August. I'm saving for January. You you just called that that transfer window just freaking blew my mind. Right. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's an awesome could happen. So so rare take a risk there. I mean, you know, reliant on the majority of their revenue coming in two or three months of the year, but yep. But and if they they in a good shape at that time, like the world economy is in good shape when the transfer windows occur, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, but but to your point with that, because like that's kind of like almost a, a great idea. But we have to know because if that's the case, we need yeah. to start stockpiling our cash, so yeah. to speak. You know, whether we are going to take our own disposable income from outside the site, or we're just going to take our yielding inside. Yeah. Or you know, start selling players. Like these are just the things. Like the, the update's great. There's just so many unknowns that just make it really hard to plan. And like when you sit down, at least for me, when I sit down and start like looking at my own spreadsheets and stuff like that, I'm like, I'm staring at it all, and I still have no idea what I should be doing right now. Um, I'm with you there. Good. Yep. At least I'm at least I'm not alone there. We finally agreed on something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I think that's great. Um, I think we'll stop there before we start finding ways to disagree. Um, thank you everybody for joining. If you could please, you know, like subscribe, all that good stuff, Mike, uh, I'll go back. Apologies again for the negative feelings previously, but, but now Keith and I are your biggest fans. And so, uh, thanks for everything you've done. Keep up the great work and really, we really appreciate you coming on today. For sure. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, happy to, happy to come on anytime again. Awesome. Oh, oh. All right, Keith. We're, yeah, <laughs> there it is. He's coming on again. Thank you, guys. Sounds good. Cheers, guys.